0: Is done
1: its part And let him reign my life in my heart. love is done its part. Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds with Lee and Shay Preston, directors of Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We pray those who feel forgotten by Christ or who don’t feel worthy to call upon the name of Jesus, can come to find His hope, His grace, his healing, and ultimately, his love. Let's listen in as Lee and Shay seek to offer real answers to life's tough questions.
2: Well, good evening, and we are glad to be here on this uh, beautiful Sabbath day. We're going to say happy blessed Sabbath to all of you first. And also on top of that, happy Super Bowl Sunday. We're hoping that you're enjoying the game. And if you get a break, you can come and listen to us as well. I'm here tonight with uh, my wife, Shay. Hi, Shay.
3: Good evening.
2: And our son, Chris, uh, he's just kind of listening in, so he won't say much, but he's here with us tonight. So we're just glad you're listening in tonight. We are Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry, and we are certainly going to try to offer some real answers to life's tough questions about grief tonight. I first of all want to just praise the Lord. We had a great uh retreat this weekend for men. We had a fervent warrior men's retreat and uh it was just a blessed time. So I just uh I just want to praise the Lord and offer up a praise offering to him for meeting us and and uh just helping men to become impassioned for Christ. Uh that is our hope is that uh, as we move along in this world, that we become closer and closer to Christ and ha- who he is and walking in his footsteps. And so that's what this weekend was about, and we were just blessed by it. And so we actually do have another retreat coming up in case uh, you're listening and you're a wife who has some, uh, a husband who has some sexual brokenness or sexual addiction in his life. We have a, uh, a Journey to Joy coming up at the end of February. And uh, it is a three-day retreat, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You can go to www.journeytojoy.org and uh, get some information about that. It's a great weekend of just real healing and hope. <clears throat> excuse me for wives who struggle uh, having joy along the journey of their husband's sexual brokenness. So. We look forward to hearing from you and if you, uh, if you need more information again, you can either visit our, our website at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com or go to journeytojoy.org. So we're glad you're here tonight and uh, we're going to jump in a little bit to grief here. Um, I think grief is, uh, an issue that people look at in many different ways. We had some conversation about it tonight even, and we all had different, op- different ideas of what grief is about and how people grieve differently. And so we're going to look a little bit tonight about how uh, grief helps and grieving helps and what helps uh, to go through the grief process and see where God takes us.
3: Well, and I just want to share the reason that we are talking about grief. Tonight is because over the weekend, uh, actually yesterday morning, I was, uh, I woke up to a text message that a very dear friend of mine, her husband, had passed away. And it was interesting because uh, throughout the day, I was approached with another person that uh, a family member had committed suicide. And so she was pretty distraught. And so, you know, we were having a great weekend, but my heart was really, um, just kind of going out to folks that have had loss, have suffered a loss. You know, it's kind of what grieving is, is suffering a loss. And I know that a lot of times we talk about a loss, uh, emotionally, uh, through sexual abuse or, through other means, you know, loss in relationship. But, you know, when you lose somebody that's close to you, sometimes, you know, I just um, it's just devastating, you know. And and so I just started kind of looking at ways that you can speak to someone that's going through grief. Sometimes I've seen that grief can not only be Immediately after, but because sometimes you're not looking at the, the hurt and the pain. You're not ready to look at the hurt and the pain. Sometimes it could be years before you even begin to look at that grief. And, uh, so I just wanted to talk about that tonight. I, I, I just to kind of reaching out to folks out there. And if you're out there and, and you're kind of dealing with this, you know, I just want to offer to you, you know if you if you would like to call in you can call in and talk to us it's 210 340 9585 or you can call toll free 877 630 KSLR
2: Well and then I think grief is in my opinion is best explained uh, kind of like a map, when you open up the map, and I know not many people open up maps anymore. We tend to just plug it into our GPS or our phone, and it tells us where to go. But when you open a map, there's several different ro- journeys, several different routes you can take to the place of grieving. And it's not all going to look alike. It's not all going to be the same for people who are going through the process. And I think sometimes the difficult thing is when people try to press people into the place of how they think a person should grieve or when they begin to look at grief and say, well, you should be over that now or why aren't you over that? Or what do you do? When are you going to just be done with this process? And it's different for each, per- each person. It's different because our grief is different. And sometimes I think grief is difficult to even get to. Uh, We were talking as we were driving in that sometimes people deal with grief by not dealing with it. You know, they'll pour themselves into work or they'll pour themselves into um, what they do around the house or what they do with their kids or what they do uh, with their volunteer work or whatever. And before they know it, uh, they're back up and running like they always have. And it hits them later as they begin to realize kind of the shock of whom they've lost.
3: Exactly. Exactly.
2: And that loss is, 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 it hits, uh, you know, it's like one individual I was talking with one time who had recently lost her husband. She said, you know, I thought I was doing fine and I was going down the grocery aisle and I passed the peas and I started to cry. And I couldn't understand why I was crying because it had been a couple of years ago when my husband had passed away. But I realized that Peas was one of his favorite dishes, and so when I saw that, it just hit me again. And so grief, you know, can reshow itself. Grief can show up in many different ways, but it's important to to engage in the grieving process, and sometimes it's actually a great idea to stop for a moment and actually allow yourself to grieve rather than going through the motions.
3: Right, and I'm just wondering, could you... um I'd just like to know your thoughts on why is it important to grieve?
2: Well, I think it's important to grieve because when you don't grieve someone or a loss of something, then it kind of, in my opinion, is like a system that flows very well. When, you're, when a grief moment happens, when someone dies, when someone uh, leaves this earth, uh, it shuts down a system or it can actually clog up our system. And so things don't flow as well anymore as far as in our emotions and in our feelings and and what we view about people and our surroundings. And so we've got all this pent-up hurt that we don't really grieve and we don't really look at. You know, It's like we're almost afraid to go and maybe even write out a letter to that person about how much you miss them. You know, Chris and I were talking this weekend about a, a man who passed away in my life uh, a while back and his life, and I, actually all of our lives. He was the president of our board. And, um, you know, just the why questions, you know, the, the anger that can sometimes be there about, you know, why did this person die and why did God allow this person to die and what do I do now that this person t- isn't here? And allowing yourself to really feel those things, you know, because sometimes we're not, we, we tell ourselves we're not allowed to feel. So therefore we're not allowed to grieve. And, you know, certainly I wasn't involved in the immediate process of planning and, and all the death process that happens, but I still had to make time in my life over the, 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 since he's passed away to actually say, I grieve this guy. I miss him. And sometimes that's part of the grieving process. And if you don't do that, it will creep out later and it may actually cause wounds that you don't really even know are there. Like maybe you distance yourself from people because man, if he can die, then I don't really want to get close to people or I, I don't even want to uh, be around people and you find yourself shutting in. A lot of times when a husband or a wife loses a spouse, they, they become kind of a recluse. Uh, they, they seclude themselves because it's, they don't really, they don't think anybody's going to really understand what it feels like. And so they don't really go through that process of pain. And yet they just sit in their loneliness and say, why? Or what do I do now? And their well, life shuts down.
3: Well, and I was just thinking, you know, also about um, folks that may have a spouse or a loved one that is, you know, has a long term terminal illness, a short term. You know, just kind of an illness that re- requires a lot of um care, and so a lot of their time and their emotion, you know, over a period of time is is spent, you know, by helping their loved one. And then all of a sudden, you know, the battle is over. Sure. You know, and, wow, what do I do now? You know, and that's part of the grieving too. That's just a loss.
2: Well, because their whole life has been built and however long it's been a year or two years or six months or three months or whatever it's been, their life has been built around taking care of this person.
3: Well, and that's probably why grief can't, you know, you can't contain, you can't give somebody just a, a book or, or, you know, here's the answer and this is how to get over this. This is the proper way to grieve. This is what you need to do because. Each story is unique, just like our life. Absolutely. You know, each death is also a different story. You know, and along with it and the lives that are touched and the way they are touched, that's, you know, that's that deserves a special grieving process just for that.
2: Absolutely. And, uh, and, and when you say the word special, I also think of the word unique. Unique. Each person has their own unique way of grieving, you know? Sometimes people grieve in their laughter. They laugh and they remember. Some people mourn. Some people cry. Some people break things. You know, some people get angry. Grief is, it doesn't look all the same. There's not a specific road of grief that will get you to the end of it. Because you're absolutely right. Each person's situation is special and unique in its own right. Hey, in case you're listening and you're thinking, wow, I'm I'm going through a loss or I've had loss in my life, and you'd like to share it or you'd like to talk about it, uh, you're welcome to call our local number at 210-340-9585, or if you'd like to call toll-free, it's 877-630-KSLR. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we uh, we love talking and we love sharing, and we hope that you'll be interested and find a place to share at some point. Grief is
3: well. I just wanted to add that also. You know, sometimes, you know, people aren't comfortable calling. And so I did want to offer that our email is info at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. If you would like to email, we'd sure love to hear from you.
2: And, you know, it's, it's interesting. I'm just thinking, you know, there might be some folks out there that are saying, you know, I'm not going to call because, you know, the death of my relative, whomever it is, my friend, was a year ago. And I really should be over this by now. You know, and I'm just feeling for those people who, who may have even been told, you know, isn't it time for you to move on? Uh, I think, I think certainly at some point we do have to live in our life and not our grief, but I do think it's very important for people to have an opportunity to truly grieve and to grieve however they, they need to. You know, I always think. If there's something stopped up somewhere, if there's a place where you keep going back to the same memory or you keep going back to the same hurt, then perhaps you need to go back there and look at it again. Perhaps you need to write about it. Perhaps you need to uh, draw it. You know, I know people feel a little bit weird. Oh, I don't I only draw stick figures. Well, draw it, you know, or sometimes I think it's a beautiful thing. I've actually done this myself before for you to sit alone and and actually sit across from a chair. I know you, people think you're crazy if they see you, but to sit across from a chair and put Jesus in a chair and say, you know, I'm, I hurt, I've lost this person, and what do I do with it? And, and talk it out even in our own mind. If you don't, you may want to talk to someone. But to just say, what do I do with this, you know? I think it's also okay to write down the things that you loved about that person and write down the things that you that you remember about that person, you know? Um, I love this uh the verse that we I was thinking on the way over here and we wrote it down here. It's John eleven and it's uh thirty three through thirty five and it's uh when Mary met Jesus she was grieving with strong emotion over her brother's death see Lazarus had just died and the also, also the Jews with her were also weeping and mourning and deeply moved by their grief Jesus wept with them you know sometimes people don't know what to do when someone's grieving and yet Jesus knew he was deeply moved by their grief and he wept with them. And I just think it's, a, it's a very, I mean, Jesus is always a wonderful example of what we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to handle life because he is the creator. He also knew how people would grieve. And so I love that place where he says Jesus wept with them. I think we're sometimes afraid to get that moved. When someone has lost someone, when there's a death, I think there's a fear of, oh, I can't get that close because what if I break down? Well, they're already breaking down. If I break down, what is that going to do? I have to be strong. And I've heard people say before how wonderful it was that they just cried with me.
3: Exactly. You know,
2: a friend of mine put their arm around me and they just cried with me.
3: Well, and to be at that place where you just... You feel the, the, the grief. I mean, I know in that part of the Bible, it talks about how, you know, Jesus was his friend. You know, Jesus loved him. It talked about that, you know, come and see him because, you know, you, you loved him. You know, but the interesting thing is, is that he knew, Jesus knew, That he was going to perform a miracle. Amen. He knew that Lazarus was going to live. You know? I mean, he even waited a few days because he wanted people to know, you know, um, about that it was a miracle. You know, but yet in spite of him knowing that... Lazarus would be alive again, that he would be able to give him a brotherly hug, you know, that he would be able to see him and talk with him again. Even though he knew that and he saw that their mourning, he looked at them and he wept with them. I just think that's awesome.
2: And it moves my heart because when I think about this God of ours who knew what he was going to do, he knew that he was going to use Lazarus' situation of his death to bring glory to the kingdom. And yet while he could have said, hey, I told you not to worry, I'm here, I'm going to do something good here, he didn't do that. Because he sat down and he, he was not only God in that moment, but he was a personal friend and a and a human that sat down and saw them and was moved by their grief.
3: Well, and I just want to offer, you know, I just kind of pictured sometimes, you know, you may not have somebody in your life. There may be somebody out there that has, has experienced a loss and doesn't really, they don't really have somebody that they can just share their heart with, just cry and, and grieve with, you know, and you just now talked about how you sit across from a chair. You know, and you said, you know, just put a chair and it's an empty chair. It's not an empty chair. Absolutely. Jesus is right there. You don't even have to put the chair, you know, and the same Jesus that was there grieving and weeping with, you know, with all it says he had a lot of friends, you know, and Mary and Martha. And he was weeping with them. He's going to weep there with you as well.
2: Amen. And I hope. Uh, and I pray, and I'm just going to pray it right now, Jesus. I, I pray for those people who have lost someone. I'm thinking of friends of ours who have recently lost a baby. I'm thinking of, of this friend of, of, of ours who has recently lost her husband. I'm thinking of people who've lost, you know, girlfriends. I'm thinking of, of just loss. And I'm praying, Jesus, that you would help them to know that you weep for them that you weep in your heart for them, that your tears are there, that your tears run down your face because you feel for them. And I just pray, Jesus, that you'd help them to see that your heart for them is a heart of grief. It it grieves, it loves, it connects, it wants them to see just the love that you have for them in the grief. You don't, write it off and you don't quickly say, oh, well, you know, he's in heaven now like sometimes we do. You say, wow, I'm deeply moved by your grief. And then you weep. And I thank you, Jesus, that your heart towards us is that good. Your heart towards us is real. And I thank you, Jesus, and I just pray for those people. And I I know there may be a lot of folks watching the Super Bowl right now, but there may be one person out there that just needs to hear that Jesus understands my pain. He understands what I've lost. He understands that it hurts. And I just wanted somebody to understand. And so I thank you, Jesus, for touching that person's heart in a way that it's never been touched before. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I think grieving can make a person also just feel very alone. Because I can tell you, I've been in the situation before where I'm the one sitting in the chair and there's someone sobbing. And sometimes you just don't know how to connect with them. You want them to know how much you hurt for them. You want them to know how sad you are for them. But I, it almost feels as if their grief is their own. And it is a very personal road. And so sometimes it is very hard to know what do I say to this person? How do I connect with this person? And yet it's also, I think, sometimes okay to just be honest in that and say, you know, I don't know how to help, but I want to. I can't even begin to know what you might be feeling right now, but I want to. And I think that's a great place to start.
3: So can you think of, you know, what would be some... Some hurtful responses that you'd want to stay away from.
2: Well, I think, uh, and, and I think, I think we're coming up on a break, so we'll, we'll do as much as we can do here and then we'll maybe talk about it after the break. But, you know, I think there are hurtful responses, definitely, and I, and I know it's, uh, important to try and figure out, okay, are people just really, uh, are they just really callous and insensitive? Are they just really ignorant to what I'm feeling right now? or is it that sometimes we carry our own grief? and so therefore in our grief we don't know how to handle somebody else's grief. you know People sometimes get grieved themselves over something. maybe they've lost someone or maybe they feel hurt and yet someone has told them something like "Get over it." And so that's their new mantra is get over it. That's their new statement to people as well. I had to get over it, so you gotta get over it. And it's really because out of their pain, they've never really looked at their own hurts. They've just said, well, you know, it's those, uh, it's those good old sayings we talk about. It's that, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps or, Put on your big girl pants or whatever it is. That's water under the bridge. Those crazy statements that say, don't feel, just get over it, that I think are devastating. They're hurtful and they don't really help. They really just tell somebody, I don't really care that you're hurting. I just want you to move on. And so when we come back from the break, you're listening to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio was sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. If you have a comment or you have a question or you have a grieving story you'd like to share, you can call us at 210-340-9585 or you can call the toll-free number at 877-630-KSLR. We'd love to hear from you. We're talking about grief tonight, and uh, we do want you to know that we we grieve with you. And we thank you for joining us.
0: Your love is done its part. Now let him reign in my life in my heart. Your love is done its part. Now let him reign in my life and my heart. Your love is done its part. Now let him reign in my life in my heart. Your love is done. It's part. Let Him reign in my life and my heart. Your love is done. It's part. Now let Him reign in my life and my heart. Your love is done. It's part. Your love is done. It's part. Now let Him reign in my life and my heart. Your love is done its part Now let him reign in my life and my heart Your love has done its part Now let him reign in my life and my heart Your love is done its part
2: Well, welcome let back. You're listening to Healing Hidden Wounds, wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. And we are a call-in show. If you would like to call in, you're welcome to call at 210-340-9585 or 877-630-KSLR. We'd love to hear from you. We have a caller, and we have Diane on the phone. Diane, you're on the air.
4: Hello.
2: Hi. How can we help you, Diane?
4: Well, I just wanted to say that... um, I agree with you when you mentioned a moment ago about that uh, when you lose a loved one because I lost my husband in oh five, and believe it or not that only the grieving hit me just a couple of months ago. and the reason why it even hit because i'm I've met someone' very special and um, he's asked me to marry him, and I'm about to get married. Uh, we're getting married in March, and I, I still live in the house that um, I lived in. Uh, I was married to my husband um, uh-huh. when he passed away. And the thought of me leaving this house and going on, you know, moving forward in life just hit me really, really hard. And when you mentioned earlier that sometimes you don't grieve till years later, um, it really hit me when I heard you say that because that is so true. Uh, because like I said, um, I grieved, um, cried for my deceased husband for like three months. It was, it was really, um, it felt like if he had just passed away. So. Sure. The time when he was sick, because uh, he, he died from uh, pancreatic cancer. i um, time that I was taking care of him for nine months, I just got busy with doing things that I didn't let myself grieve. Um, so, yeah, it, it is true that you do um, grief later.
2: Absolutely. Well, I, and I,
4: I just wanted to call and let you know, how right you are about that, and and now the Lord has healed me from what happened, but I'm just—I didn't know it was going to take this long. I thought I was over it.
0: Sure. I thought
4: that um, just because I was able to move forward when my husband passed away and just continue, you know, living in our house and going to school, going to work, I thought that 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 was it, that the grieving, I had gone through it, but little did I know that I hadn't gone through it.
2: Absolutely.
4: And that's what I wanted to talk about.
2: You know what, Diane, something comes to my mind. Do you mind me asking what your husband's, your your deceased husband's name was? What's his name? His name? Uh
4: Uh-huh. Joe.
2: Joe. You know... Uh, it's just coming to my mind, so I'm just going to offer it to you. Um, are you still in the house now? Yes. You know, it, it would be something you might just want to pray about, but um, uh, do you have children with Joe? Uh,
4: no, we we were both uh, married before, oh. and when we got married, we didn't have children.
2: Well, sometimes, Diane, what helps is uh, celebrating Joe before you leave that house.
4: I like that idea.
2: And maybe inviting your kids and his kids and any friends that were y'alls together and and even your future new husband and just celebrating Joe. You know, Joe has great memories in your heart, and those will never leave. And he spent a lifetime with you, however long or however short it was. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing to celebrate him and the home you all lived in and the love you had there and the memories you have there. Oh yeah. And sometimes that's part of the grieving is just knowing, you know what? And when I leave here, I feel like I might be leaving a part of Joe. And that hurts. And so I'm just, I'm going to be praying. And Jesus, I do pray for Diane that she find that special way to celebrate Joe. And we thank you for that, Jesus. But I would just offer to you, Diane, to maybe have some sort of way to celebrate him and to remember him. And maybe even have the people that show up go around and tell a special memory about him or a thing that happened in that house. Because, you know, he is, he is in the presence of the Lord, but it doesn't mean yeah. your heart still doesn't miss him.
4: Yeah. And, and I know that you're right. Um, people would, have something to say, because we always used to have Bible studies in our house. Amen. And uh, Joe loved the Lord, and I remember that we have this fireplace, and used to put my chair and his chair in front of the fireplace and teach Bible studies, and that's one thing I do remember from Joe, is that he used to love to minister to people, and I remember when he was sick in the hospital, people would come see him and Instead of people praying for him, he would pray for them. Amen. The room would be filled with company, and he would be praying for everyone. So yeah, everyone has very um, pleasant memories about him, and he was dearly loved. But um, the grieving that took place years after is just—I couldn't even believe I was going through that.
2: Well, it is sometimes, you know,
4: overwhelming.
2: Yes. You know what, Diane, sometimes grief is overwhelming and you can think for a moment that you're, everything's good and I'm moving on and life is Mm -hmm. okay. And then all of a sudden something reminds you of him or something reminds you of his presence or you remember something about him. And, and the beautiful thing is, is that we have room in our hearts for for love again. But it doesn't mean that that you'll ever forget Joe, and it may mean that there are right. still days that you miss him.
4: Oh yeah, there there are. Hey, and hey. That, another thing I want to mention is um, the man that I am marrying. He's also a widow. Oh okay. So yeah, and that's another thing that I, I um, well, we can share. Yes. You know, he understands and I understand.
2: And, and, and you know.
4: And he won't tell me things like we'll get over it.
2: Sure. That's beautiful. And, yes, and, <laughs> and the great thing is, Diane, is, you know, because you all both understand, maybe mm-hmm. you could sit down together and just talk about it and, and share your grief yeah. and he can share his. And, and I know we got to run, but I'm going to offer you yes. one last thing and you might think it's crazy, but I want you to think about when you have this, this party or this get together with It's your home for Joe. I'd like for you to put your chair and his chair in front of the fireplace.
4: Oh, I like that.
2: And Uh, and just remember uh, that memory because, you know what, your future husband may find a place in a chair next to you somewhere as well. But for this celebration, we're going to put Joe back in front of the fireplace, okay? Thank you. (laughs) God bless you, Diane. We appreciate you calling in.
4: Thank you so much.
2: You're welcome. You know, that's just beautiful. That warms my heart, makes me want to cry right here because, you know, uh, grief, it can also be a beautiful thing. I know that sounds weird, but sometimes celebrating someone and grieving them, you know, I think about my friend Armando and I think about him and his death and I think, you know, I still celebrate him. I still miss him. I still yes. think about his, uh, he he cut hair and 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 i always remember going there and him telling me i was doing it all wrong and uh, that i should get it <laughs> i should get it together and and he was just he he was the one person i was thinking the other day he was the one person in my life that i could tell anything to and he never met me with judgment or frustration he would yes. always just say oh let's pray about it lee and let's talk about it yes. So let's celebrate those who we've lost as well. And, and I, and I'm not saying anybody has to be there at that moment because this is the place of grieving. And some of us are in celebration place and some of us are still in grieving place and some people are still just in desperate hurt place. And, uh, well,
3: and I, some are in anger.
2: That's right. You know, and I know we talked about before the break of how do people respond sometimes in poor ways? Uh, I think any time a person responds in a way that says, you should be over this by now, that's not always the greatest thing to say. Yeah. I realize you know, that sometimes if you're really close to that person and they've been grieving for years and it's caused their life to be on hold or it's caused them to put their whole life on the back burner as they still grieve, you may want to go and say, is there a way I can help you or is there... Do you think there's something holding you back in your grief? Are you afraid to let go of this person or afraid to let go of your pain? But I think well-meaning people sometimes just don't know how to handle grief. And so their first, you know, I've heard well-meaning Christians say things like, well, at least he's in a better place or at least she's in a better place. Well, you know, we may be able to see that in that moment, but they might not be able to. Right. In their grief, they may only see that I I don't have this person with me anymore. I don't get to touch them. I don't get to hold their hand. I don't get to hear their voice. So it really doesn't matter that I am not, you know, that he's in a better place or that she's in a better place. It really matters to me right now that I don't get to see him. And I'm hurt and I'm in pain, and that doesn't really help for me to think of him there. And so if you're listening and you've got some grief just know that your grief journey is going to look different than anybody else's. And no one can really tell you how to grieve.
3: Exactly. Well, and I know we were talking earlier about how, you know, in the loss and in the grieving that um, that it can be almost like you're in the storm. You're in a storm and, and you don't know which way to go. Absolutely. And so we were going to share A portion of a song.
2: Yes, we love this song. It's a great song for those going through the storms of this life.
3: And if, while you're listening to this, if you're thinking, you know, you'd like to just call in again, our number is 3409585.
2: This is a song called The Anchor Holds by Ray Bolts, and just enjoy it for a little bit here.
0: Oh the ship The ship's been better The anchor holds Though the sails are torn
2: that's the song the anchor holds by ray bolts and um you know while we were listening to the song we were talking here in the studio just about how you know grief can also be it can be over life events sometimes people grieve over the things that uh, aren't just the death of a, a loved one it's also divorce it may be a move it may be a job change it's just it's it's grieving over those things that change in our lives and um and i love that song because it talks about how the sails are torn and the the ship is is battered but the anchor holds and so i think it's important if we can grasp i know all grief is different and all people are in their processes of grief but through the grief process if you can just hang on to the one anchor that you know I have a Savior that understands my grief. I don't have to move through it too quickly. I don't have to run through it. I don't have to listen to maybe well-meaning people that just want me to hurry up and be better because we do like people to be better. We want people to just be better. You know, because when someone's upset and when they're crying, we we don't know how to handle it. So we sometimes go, oh, wow, I, I just want you to be better. So hey, he's in a a better place or, you know, let go and let God or any of these things that people say to try to make people feel better and just be better. But sometimes that doesn't help because it, it doesn't allow them to know that you understand their pain.
3: And so what would you offer to folks out there? Like, you know, what happens if, you know, if they haven't grieved?
2: Well, I think when a person, you know, I loved what the caller said is, you know, she thought she'd grieved and then it came back up again. I think you let it it happen. You know, I think if you haven't grieved, if you got caught up, you know, sometimes I think we, we may do it a little bit uh, backwards in our culture where we, you know, have a, a death and then we spend two and three days, four days to try to get all the arrangements made and the. The burial and and the color of the flowers and the all this kind of stuff, and that keeps a person so busy that they're not allowed to just grieve and so then, after all that's taken care of, and then oh, it's time to to do something with the house and it's time to do something with the car and and or maybe we need to do something with the bills, and we gotta figure out what to do here and and sure, I know we have to do all those things. But that can shut off the valve of grieving. It can turn on the valve of duty and performance. And so I just get in that place if I just go through the motions. And if you get stuck in that place, then you have what could happen, which is what I talked about, is the stopping up, so to speak, when the the emotions get clogged up. And it's like, I don't know why I'm, I'm angry and I don't know why. Or I'm grouchy towards everybody and I don't know why. Or I'm upset because I can't get, I can't, I, I don't want people in my life. I, I back away from people.
3: Or I just don't feel anything.
2: Right. Or I just don't feel anything. Everything is closed down. Um, and so what ends up happening is that person begins to shut down emotionally. And you do have to try to reopen that valve again. You have to begin to say, you know, and I, it may be similar to our caller about, you know, maybe you've grieved and it's okay to celebrate. Maybe it's not okay to celebrate. Maybe you're still so hurt and you haven't really grieved. And so to celebrate would just make you angry, you know, so you have to stop and say, what is it that I really want to do? Maybe I want to go yell and scream at God because I'm I'm mad because he took my loved one. Okay, he can handle it. He's a guy that's big enough to handle our anger. He's a guy that can handle our pain. You know? So okay, let's, let's let me know what you feel. Maybe you have to go through the process of just grieving and going through the box of clothes you never wanted to go through. Or maybe you have to go and finally clean out that closet that has everything in it that you've not wanted to look at. Because that may help you break through the place of It's okay to let, to let this person not only be seen, but also to ultimately let them go. And that's what we do have to do is let them ultimately go. No matter where we've been, it is okay to finally say, you know what, I'm letting you go. I can love you. I can miss you. I can enjoy the time we spent together, but I'm letting you go. And I know that's a hard statement, but And you don't get there overnight. And sometimes you let him go and you go grab him back again. You know, because it's like, well, but I, what am I going to do without this person or what do I do without this thing in my life or what we used to do? You know, God says there are new things. I am, he is the author of new things. And so he loves to bring new things out of the ashes of our old life. And, and that doesn't mean you have to forget that person. It doesn't mean that you have to say, I can't have a picture around. I can't have, you know, it's, you, some people might think this is crazy, but you know, if it's a spouse or a grandmother, you know, I still remember my grandmother and her birthdays sometimes. And I sometimes just say a little happy birthday to her in my head. Or I, I just say, you know, or I remember a birthday that we had or I remember a time with her. And, and, and so, you know, those are great things. But it's still okay to say, you know what, I will see you someday. You know, if they're in the presence of the Lord, it's okay to say, I will see you someday. Because I do believe that we don't understand the plane that we live on. Because absence from the body really is presence with with the Lord. And so... I don't know that, that we understand it in the moment and I think it's okay to not understand it. I'm hurt. I don't care. I don't care that they're present with the Lord, but the great thing is, is at some point it's okay to say, I, I, I let you go. I release you because I know that you're there and I will see you someday and I can miss you on this earth and I can wish you were here. And I can remember the great things we did together. And, okay, so you like peaches, and so every time I make a peach cobbler, I remember you. And that's okay. But I will see you again someday soon. But we do have to go through that process. And, and you know, I believe it's important to do it whatever way you want to do it. If you're angry, get mad. Break something, you know. Don't break your favorite china or or but go and and find something that's breakable a, a clay pot something you can smash and then create something beautiful out of it you know do something that says this is my 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 memorial to you yeah this is something that i made to get to remember you that's good so grieving is just an amazing process it's a it's important to allow yourself to grieve and to you might even find yourself making that memorial, and then you tear it apart. But just remember, grieving is a process that's necessary. Done, Thanks for joining us, part. and we will talk to you next week. And we appreciate you listening in tonight. And remember to done, grieve those you've lost.
3: Nice.
2: Talk to you next week.
0: My life and my heart, your love is done its part. Let him reign my life and my heart. Your love done its part. Let him reign my life and my
1: heart. Thank you for listening to Healing Hidden Wounds, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We hope through the words spoken here, you found Christ's hope, healing, and restoration. Shadow of His Wings is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. And this radio show is listener supported. Please go to www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate if you'd like to support the work we do.